Welcome to the Of Course You Did podcast, your go-to source for brain-based mindset tools and highly effective business strategies that will help you create a truly aligned business. I'm your host, Brooke Alexander. I started out having no idea how to coach people or how to build a successful business to building an internationally accredited coach training and certification program, the Created Coach Method the most interactive, high-touch online NLP and coach training experience. Each week, we're going to dive into the concepts, skills, and methods that will help you increase your impact, profits, and authority. Want to learn how you can become a standout coach? Join my free training, which walks you through the exact things you need to focus on to become the go-to coach at createdmindacademy.com slash standoutcoach. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode, and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Of Course You Did podcast. I'm really excited for this one because I'm sharing a podcast with you that someone else did, an interview that someone else did of me, one of our Created Coach Method graduate students, Jenny interviewed me for her podcast and it was such a good episode that I really wanted to share it here on my podcast and Jenny has given me permission to do that and on this in this interview on this episode we talked about how to choose the right coach for you and Jenny asked some really really awesome questions and I wanted that's why I wanted to share it with you because she asked some questions that really allowed us to dive deep into the kind of things that you need to think about when you're looking for a coach is coaching for you things that you should look out for when you're deciding which coach to work with and what a coach actually does. Really, really important. I think this is important for coaches and people who are looking for coaches to know just because you need to make sure that you're finding the person that has the right skill set for the kind of support that you need. And I go into more detail about that in this episode. So I'm really excited to share it with you. A little update from my end before before we dive in, because I feel like it's been a few, it has been a few weeks since uh, we have spoken. Honestly, every time I like go to do an update on Instagram or the podcast or something, I forget what I have updated you on before, but it's now January 20th. So you're probably going to be hearing, well, this episode will be coming out right as I'm, the day I'm recording this. Uh, And it's so, oh my gosh, it has been a few weeks since we've had an episode. A lot has happened. I feel like I have been getting so sick lately. The past four, four weeks, I have been sick with many different things. Most recently, well, probably not even most recently, but very recently I was sick with COVID. I'm pretty much over it now. I maybe sound a little bit nasal. Uh, Now it's just a little bit of nausea is left over and not much of an appetite and tired. I am so tired. I feel like I could have slept all day, but I'm out and about and that might seem like I'm not better yet, but it's much better than I was because at one point I was so nauseous I couldn't even stand up straight. 
but it didn't last too long. It was really weird. It would come in waves. So at one point in the day, maybe I'd be feeling really, really sick. And then all of a sudden, 30 minutes later, I'd be totally fine. And then later on, I would get start feeling sick again. So that is, that's wild, but it's gone now. I'm allowed out in public. I'm allowed to walk around. It was an f- interesting few days in our apartment with me and Sean both having to isolate because he ended up having symptoms as well. He got sick after me. We had to get our friends um, to take care of Paco for a few days. His foster parents took care of him. So in case I haven't updated you on that, I adopted a dog here in Mexico. One of my brilliant ideas Thought it'd be so fun to have a dog. And, um, it's fun. It's fun. It's hard work. He is a tough puppy. He is a Belgian Malinois mix with something else, street dog and a Belgian Malinois. In case you don't know, I had never heard of it before him. A Belgian Malinois is very similar to a German shepherd. They look very similar. I probably have seen lots of Malinois in my life, but confused them for German shepherds and just called them German shepherds. So they're very similar, uh, very high energy, high maintenance, very chompy, very bitey, like love to just latch onto things with their with their teeth, with their jaws. Uh, so yeah, it's been a fun and wild ride. Um, but yeah, he's doing really well. We are going to be taking him back to Canada when we go. So I'm super excited to have him in Canada and go camping and have him in the mountains and take him on fun hikes and, and all that stuff. So that's an update here from me. It's, um, it's looking like we're going to be in, in Mexico for, uh, about another three months, actually pretty much three months from today. We have to leave mid April to reset our, our six month visa thing. You get six months in Mexico before you have to leave and then you can come back in. Uh, and we're just kind of deciding if we'd want to go back to Canada or, or go somewhere else with Paco. It does make it a bit hard to kind of jump around. And honestly, I don't want to jump around. It's taken me so long to find any feeling of being settled here, especially in this town, because it is such a tourist town. There are constantly people coming and going. Uh, so, and it's like, it's a town, it's not a big built up town. It's a really, really small town. And there aren't, many resources here like there are no grocery stores there's no no there's only like little corner stores for food there's only little stores for clothes like there's it's not it's not a hugely built up town so yeah it's been quite an adjustment but uh, I think I'm getting ready for I'm feeling ready for uh summertime in Canada and hiking and I'm just excited to take Paco back there and see how he does but yeah anyway that's a big old update from me I will have another uh, solo episode out for you soon I have some really exciting ones oh another final update before I dive into this and let Jenny take over Um, I've had to push the start date of the associate coach certification back because I have been so sick the past few weeks I haven't I haven't been able to work and I've also been hiring people. So combining those two things, trying to hire new people and get them everything that they need to 
get everything underway and train them and support them and being sick has been a lot. So the date has been pushed back. Uh, everything is available on the website when you check it out. I'm really excited and I'm going to stop talking. This has turned into a much longer um, update than I thought. And I'm going to let Jenny take over. You can find all of her details to connect with Jenny in the show notes as well. Hello, Brooke. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you. Yes, I'm super excited to have you here. Although I know you are obviously dialing in from beautiful sunshine in Mexico, and here I am in Germany in the cold winter, <laughs> but we'll put that aside just for the chat. Um, so good to have you here. And of course, I've known you for a little while now after doing the Creative Coach Method with you the other year, which was an incredible experience a great certification to get me into actually being the coach that I am today. And this is really what we're going to talk about today, right? Like how people can actually choose the right coach for them because the business is exploding at the moment. But of course, when you have this explosion, how do you discern what is really true and what is really right for you? But before we go down that road, could you maybe just share with everybody a little bit about you, a little bit about your journey, how you became a coach trainer and yet anything that you might like to share. Yeah. So I've been coaching for quite a few years now. I honestly don't even, I don't even remember what year it is. So I can't count back how many years I've been doing it. Um, but yeah, I started coaching kind of got into NLP and hypnosis by accident. I wanted to do a coach training and that was part of the coach training. And I was like, okay, sure. I don't know what these things are, but I'll do it. And I did, I learned these things. I learned NLP, hypnosis, EFT, a few things like that. And I fell in love with them immediately. Like my life was changed in the training from a technique that I experienced. And from that moment, I've just been doing more and more trainings, master training, trainers training. And I decided that I wanted to teach these tools to other coaches and other people who wanted to learn them. And that's kind of, that's what I've been doing. I have a certification program, as you mentioned, the one that we've done, the Created Coach Method, which trains and certifies coaches. And yeah, that's the gist. That's the basics. That's the gist. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And before you were coaching, so you were, I believe in Australia before you, or did you start your coaching journey already in Australia? No, I started coaching when I was living in Canada and then I had moved back to Australia and then I moved back to Canada and then I've been back and forth a bunch of times. Yeah. A citizen of the world, kind of like me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I would love to really go into the question that I'm sure so many listeners and so many people in the world are asking themselves these days, which is, is coaching right for me? Um, you know, like my social media is flooded with all sorts of coaches, different types of coaches, uh, serving different people. And there's really, there's so much out there, but how would somebody who is really thinking is coaching the right option for me? Where could they really start to, to dig in for the answers? That's a really good question. And I think a really, really important one for both sides. It's a really important question for the clients to be asking themselves, like, is coaching right for me? And it's important for coaches to be asking, is coaching right for this person? So the first thing I would say for someone to be considering when they're thinking about maybe hiring a coach is really like, what is the goal? What 
why do you want a coach? What's the purpose? What's the thing that's coming up that's having you ask that question? And for me, the way that I like to explain this to my students is if someone is coming to you and they are, they've had an experience in the past and they have not yet processed that experience, the emotion from that experience, the trauma from that experience, if they haven't yet processed that, then you're probably not the right person to work with them. So if you are thinking of going into coaching because you had a traumatic experience when you were a child and you still feel that trauma, you still feel that emotion, it's still impacting you, coaching is, is not the best option. In those kinds of situations, you need someone who's trained to help you process the past. Coaching is really future focused. You can come to coaching when maybe you've had an experience in the past. For example, for me, I was bullied when I was a child. And that's something that I have behaviors and patterns that are still running from that past experience, but I'm not caught up in the emotion from it. I can talk about it. It, I'm not negatively impacted by by it in this moment. I don't think about that bullying and get transported back to that moment and start being re-traumatized or re-experiencing those emotions that I had back then. I can talk about it now. And for me, that's fine to go to coaching. I have a past experience that wasn't great, but I've processed it and I can go to a coach and say, okay, I have these patterns and behaviors from a past experience and I want to look forward. I want to learn ways to stop having these patterns and behaviors that are future focused. How can I let go of those so I can achieve my goals in the future? That's totally fine. But if you have some type of, if I was to still be experiencing like the sadness and depression from that past experiencing, that past experience, I would, I would need therapy. That would definitely be a therapy. Um, so I think that's the most important. That's the very first thing to consider when you're thinking, do I need a coach? Should I get a coach? It, it has to be that um, because coaches just aren't trained to work with past trauma and to help people process past trauma and, and past negative experiences. Mm, absolutely. And I think there are so many coaches out there who are, you know, you see it on the Instagram bios, sorry to refer to Instagram, but it is, it's a, it's a place where we go shopping for coaches, um, who say like, I heal trauma, like, and I think trauma, of course, depending on how, uh, what's the word, like how big, I don't want to say big, but how, how did that trauma affect you? If you want to put it on a scale, then if it's going to be on the higher end of the scale, then a coach is, yeah, like you said, unless they are trained specifically or they're trauma-informed coaches, that's not the right person to, to go to to speak about that. And, and I think there's a lot of misinformation out there where people are claiming to support people and potentially it works, right? In some situations, of course, it could be successful, but it's still a very um, rocky ground because what if it's not and what if it actually you know worsens the issue or it deepens the issue and then it's harder to come to to heal yourself back out of that yeah exactly and and I guess that's for life coaching if you're someone maybe you want to find a business coach then it's different obviously I mean 
even business coaches need to be careful that their clients aren't coming to them to process trauma. Um, and, and it's a legal thing too. Like you could get in a lot of trouble. And that's one of the things that I really am passionate about teaching to my students is like, you have to, you have to stay in your boundaries and you have to protect yourself and your clients. Um, I'm really passionate about teaching this kind of stuff. But if you're going to a business coach and you're like, okay, I, I want to improve my business, then the first thing that you need to like ask is, or, or even think about is, okay, what, what do I want to achieve? What's the end goal? Because you need to find someone who aligns with that end goal, not just someone who is on Instagram posting really pretty pictures, putting in their bio that they have like million dollars in six months. Like you need to find someone who isn't promising you or selling you an idea or a concept, but someone who has a proven track record, someone who isn't just saying, okay, oh my gosh, you should work with me because I have all of these handbags and I am so rich. You should work with me. When it comes down to it, like your business is about a business. And if you want to take it seriously and have it long-term and sustainable, you need to stop thinking in terms of like, okay, who is the prettiest Instagram, the most expensive handbag? Like you've got to start thinking about it in a more 3D logical way. And maybe this is like my masculine side coming through, but, and this is where I'm at right now in kind of business thing is like, I'm definitely more of the masculine energy. I want more like systems and logical and like, okay, this is the steps that we're going to take. Not so much like, how do I feel about stuff? And like, what's my soul tell me? Like, that's great in, in certain times. But for me, I guess I'm in the stage of my business where I'm like, okay, it's about to, like, we're doing some big, crazy things. And we need someone who's going to align with those things. Uh, so that's the thought process as well as like find someone who aligns with your end goal, not just someone who looks good. Does that make sense? Did I go on a tangent there? Probably. No, that, that makes total sense because again, the world of Instagram and the world that we are living in, we are like very visual. I mean, even, um, at the plant ceremony I was at the other week, one of the feedback that I got was you're have a very, like, you're really into details. I can see you have a very detailed eye. And I was like, not the first time I've heard this. Like I'm told this a lot, you know, like all of your rings and the way, you know, cause details are important for me, but I mean, um, yeah, it's, we are really, it's like picking a, don't choose a book by the cover, but we still do it. The bottle of wine. I totally look at the label and I choose oh, yeah. the bottle of wine That's how I choose. based on how much yeah. I like the picture. <laughs> and, um, this is just not the right strategy for choosing somebody that you're going to invest not only your time and your money, but really like your energy into, because yeah, you may not get out what you put in and it's so easy for anybody to create a Facebook, not Facebook, Instagram or Facebook, any social media and say, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. And here's my six figures. And I can create fake client, you know, like you, this is where discernment, I think, really comes into play. And the only way that you can really know for sure, which is why most coaches offer these discovery calls, breakthrough calls, clarity calls, whatever it is. For me, this is the only way that you can really get a feel if somebody is the right person to work with. Yeah. And my personal opinion 
is if somebody is charging you for that call, like I've seen coaches that charge, you know, $111 cause it's the one, one, one magic number for your clarity call for 20 minutes. And for me, this is, um, not a very honest way because, you know, you've already made the investment. You know, if we think about being the, the client or the potential client, you've already made the investment in that call. So your likelihood of continuing to work is going to be more because you feel like you've already committed. And I just feel like that's a very unfair energetic exchange because it's about finding clarity. And, and as you said, it's from both part, like, you know, at the beginning, it's both parties, the coach plus the client, you know, are we the right fit that comes from mm-hmm. both sides and nobody should have to pay for that. In my opinion, I went on a mm-hmm. tangent as well. <laughs> no, that's a really interesting technique. I've seen people do before where um, they'll have like the first call is, is a coaching session. And so it's like, okay, we're going to have our call, but it, it's not just going to be questions. Like we're going to do a coaching session and they charge for it. And then the client can decide from there that I don't, I don't, mind for that if they're getting yeah if they're getting a coaching session from it um and I think that's a good way to see if both people kind of fit for some people um but yeah that's an interesting technique to have people yeah I guess that way it also shows the commitment from the client side yeah also so I and if it's a real session but yeah some of these 20 minutes for yeah I'm not I'm not about it that's an interesting (laughs) technique that's a new one that's a new one Hmm. Then, of course, there's so many different types of coaches out there. So again, depending on what your, if you are somebody listening and you're thinking Mm -hmm. about your, something that you'd like to work through, where you'd like to go, you have to kind of find your, your coach and your niche. What would you say would be some of the red flags to look out for when people are on their search? One of the biggest red flags for me is a coach who like I see a lot of business coaches who are business coaches and their first experience in business and coaching is being a business coach um so that would be a red flag like if someone just decided that their first foray into coaching was to be a business coach that would be a little if they had no business experience in the past that would be that would be concerning to me that's something that I would look out for Um, I understand like for me, I do business coaching, but I started out regular coaching and then started teaching. And now I can be like, all right, I can, I've gotten this far in my business. I can teach you all of the things that I've learned from starting a business to creating a certification, to creating all of the things that I've created. I can help you with those things. So if there's been like a progression like that, totally fine. Um, that would be a red flag for me. Someone's like first experience in coaching or business is being a business coach. Um, and another one, like I've already said, people who kind of sell you on the idea, the give you the reason to work with them is because I make so much money. Uh, look how good I am. Look at me. I've done all of these things. Look how much I have. Look how much stuff I have rather than, Hey, here's my results. Here's the things that I've achieved with my clients. Here's the things that I have achieved myself and his value without being so selly in and sales is fine, but I think more of a, without being so selly in like everything is a sales pitch, just like giving value without expecting anything in return. The people that I connect the most with and that I'm most interested in hearing about. And like the people who I go onto Instagram and I 
actually seek out their content. I seek out their accounts and their stories and I find their website. Those people are the ones who literally just share their knowledge. They're the ones who just talk passionately about what they do without any sales pitch. They'll just like talk about what they do and I can see their passion and their knowledge. And they're like, okay, that's that's a person I want to connect with. That's someone I want to follow. That's someone I want to invest my hours of my day that I spend online. I want to engage with their content and find out more about them. Um, so yeah, the, I think those are the two main red flags is like the um, people who kind of try and sell the idea and the concept. And what's that? What's it called? It's like selling. Oh, I don't know. There's a saying, I don't know, maybe there's (laughs) a saying around like selling an idea. I don't know. I'll think of it later, but yeah. Mm, And I, and I think especially when it comes to the business coaching, I mean, to be honest, this comes with all coaches that, and we've this, we go through this in, in the creative coach method as well. It's different between being a consultant and being a coach because I mean, you could be a business consultant. And I think this is what a lot of these business coaches are, is they're actually really consultants um, and my, again, what I've felt with a lot of, you know, you, we get all the, the instant DMs on Instagram that are not wanted is that people didn't do very well as a, in a coaching business, but they've done the course on how to do business. And so they just kind of repackage that for their own. So again, it's like checking the results. Like, are they true? I think a great way, if you can, is to get videos content on your website. If people have video content of people actually sharing experiences, then this is a great way just to like double check that it's all legit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, I know this might sound a little like we're talking bad about business coaches (laughs) and like, but the thing is I'm not, my intention isn't to like talk down any business coaches or any coaches. It's just to help you like make decisions that are really good for you. And that's like my goal with anyone who talks about me to me about the creative coach method or working with me or anything. It's like, is this the right decision for you? Is this a good investment of your time and your money? Another thing, going back to the first question that you asked about like, what's some things that people need to think about when they are uh, wondering if coaching is for them is like, you also have to think about, are you willing to do the work? Like coaching is about getting results and achieving something or, you know, like taking steps forward. And so you have to be willing to, to do that too. And so when, when I talk about all of this stuff that I'm saying, okay, these are red flags and these are things it's, it's to help you say, all right, is this a good investment of my time? Am I ready for this? Do I really want this? Am I getting caught up in an idea? Um, because that's something that happened to me. I've gotten caught up in ideas about, I've seen other people do things that I thought made them happy. And I was like, oh, if I do that thing, then I'll be happy too. And I did it and it didn't make me happy. And I learned a very important lesson. Um, so yeah, I like, I don't want to, I don't want it to come across that I'm speaking bad about anyone. Um, it's just like, I love coaching. I love coaching. I love the coaching industry and I want it to have, to stay legitimate. I don't want it to be watered down by, by the few people, the very few people who kind of make it look not so great, make it look a little snake oil sales, sales mini. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's really valuable. Coaching is so valuable. 
And I don't want people to be turned off because some people are, are not doing things um, maybe with the best intentions or maybe they do have the best intentions, but it's just not helpful to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, there's definitely like an, an integrity piece there for sure. But again, that's um, where if you're looking for a coach, doing your own due diligence and your point before, like you're so right. It's uh, and this is where like your investment, I think really, really matters. Like there's going to be a money investment and from what I have, from what I've experienced is actually the amount of money matters. You know, if you think about those courses that, you know, especially when COVID hit and everything went online and there was like, you can get this thing for 19 euros and then you can get this for 50 euros. I mean, I have a course that I, on Ayurveda, I think I didn't even open that, you know? So actually there, there is definitely a threshold which sits within you. I can't tell anybody what their threshold is, which is like, what is your Euro or your dollar or your whatever currency worth? That means that that is actually an investment. Like you are going to open the program. You are going to commit um, and time as well, because also mm -hmm. with coaching sessions, it's not like you go there for the 60, 90 minutes, whatever it is. And then you're like, cool, I'm done for the week. The work can like just begins as soon as the session finishes like that's when integration, that's when processing, that's when homework, like I, I give homework because sometimes if say there's two weeks even between sessions or for whatever reason there's longer, you need to keep the work going. This is, you know, firing and wiring neural pathways in the brain to actually make the transformation in patterns, behaviors, thoughts, all of that. So yeah, you're so right. It's, um, I think if, if, Sometimes I've had, for example, people come um, and they say, hey, I really want hypnotherapy. This is for me is, is a bit of a red flag because I can give you hypnotherapy, but for what, for what purpose, you know, why are we doing this? Like, let's talk about the reasons why, like, let's go into that first. But if people are already looking for the exit before you've even really begun, then as a coach, yeah, this is also a bit of a, a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are red flags to look out for if you're a coach as well. Definitely. Like, and we talk about this in the creative coach method, like, uh, what are some things that you should be aware of when a, a client comes to you? Because even with hypnosis, even with hypnosis, I do a coaching session before we do any hypnosis. When I have hypnosis clients, we start out with a coaching session because there's so much you need to learn about your client. And a lot of it is are they looking for the exit? Do they want that quick fix? Do they even believe that this is going to work and help them? Uh, so yeah, that's also important things to, to look for there. Absolutely. I'd love to pick your brain for anybody listening right now who is curious about working with a coach or maybe this conversation has kind of sparked something within them. What are some questions that people could start with today to ask themselves um, that could be supportive in making decisions in their life or kind of thinking about where they want to go or just digging a little bit deeper into the, the psyche, let's say, because, um, you know, so often we, we ask ourselves questions, but they're not, they're never really the right questions, right? We're not very <laughs> good at self-inquiry unless we've been taught it or heard it from other places. So are there any really great self-coaching questions that you could share? Oh, that's a really <laughs> good question. 
Um, great self-coaching questions. I think one of the main ones that people just don't ask themselves is like, what do I want? And then ask why? And then ask why? And then ask why? Like keep asking why? Because a lot of the things when a client comes to me and they tell me what their problem in quotation marks is here, problem, they tell me what their problem is. Like I never believe them. That's a symptom. That's a symptom of a deeper cause, something else that's going on that's causing the symptom that's up at the top. So for anyone who wants to do the inner work, you know, whatever it is, business coaching, life coaching, wellness, weight, like health coaching, whatever it is, ask why. If you want to work with someone for your fitness to get healthy or to go to the gym, why? Why do you want that? Because I want to feel confident in my body. Why? Because I want to go on more dates. Why? Because I want to find a partner. Why? Because I am feeling lonely. Why? Because I always thought no one ever loved me. You know, like it's, you've got to go down there to find out what you really want, because that's going to help you find a coach. That's going to help first determine if it's therapy or coaching. And then to find someone who aligns with you and is maybe you thought it was weight health coaching or whatever it's called. I don't know, gym coaching. Um, I don't even know what that's called now. Um, It's called so many things. Like you can be a coach for anything. Um, But like if maybe you thought it was to get fit, but really what you want is someone to help you feel confident and love yourself. And then the, the going on dates, the, the losing the weight, the buying nice clothes, that will all happen on its own. Like you don't even need to worry about doing anything for those things. Cause once you've gotten to that deep core root issue of, Oh, I just, I don't feel like anyone ever loved me. So now I've got to work on giving myself that love. The rest comes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the rest is the, the result of doing the deeper work. Like you can go to the gym and do the stuff, but it's just so surface level that it's and it, it's actually much more difficult usually. Like it takes longer time, let's say, oh, yeah. to work on yeah. all of these surface level things. Whereas actually, if you just have this one, maybe very deep and maybe very concentrated um, root cause thing to look at, but if you can actually look at it and go in and start to transform that, and it's not even that area of your life that would change, right? Like you will notice patterns and things changing across everywhere your whole energy can change and then things around you change it's quantum quantum physics exactly (laughs) exactly that that's that's I think the like the most important self-coaching question that I would say is like when you want to make a change when you're looking for something different ask yourself why and then ask yourself why like 10 more times to until you can't come up with any more answers until you get something that clicks and you're like you you'll feel it you'll feel it when you find the thing and you'll be like oh I get it now and there will be a shift in the way that your body feels and you'll know that you've hit the nail yeah 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 for sure it's a it's a great question I I use it a lot as well and usually for most of us this deep rooted issue is around our self-worth or you know a variation of that and 
this is our biggest barrier as having a human experience, however you like to call it. This is our biggest barrier today is really like dropping into that self-worth and being able to fill that up and, and really know it for yourself that it's true and you have it. Yeah. And it's, that's an ever evolving process. Like for me, I realized that, that a few years ago and then did some work and then kind of up leveled a little bit and took more risks and did bigger things. And then it it comes back like in a different way for different things. So it's a constant process. For sure. And, you know, I think that's really important to say because whether, so, you know, with many coaches, some people just do one-on-one sessions. Some people do packages. Some people, like I do a, a container, for example, like I like to really have a start to finish, open, close. People do do it in all sorts of ways. This is another thing, I guess, that that as a client, you would need to uncover which way feels best for you. Um, but yeah, it's an ever- unfolding journey there's no end goal you could coach for five sessions that doesn't mean you're going to be you know this totally radical like I mean you could have radical shifts Mm -hmm. but there there's always going to be something to look forward to which is also the beauty of it that's not to scare anybody or say like it's not worth it because it's absolutely worth all of it um and if you believe like you know for me I believe that whatever work we can do in this life to support our soul's evolution is great. It puts it one step forward for the next life, you know? So if we can look at it also at a outside of our lifetime as well, it kind of just supports that idea that, you know, healing is not linear. Transformation is not linear. Like, and to your point, you know, it's levels. We up level, we break the glass ceiling again, but then we're, we're in the, you know, it's like Mario, not was it Mario, Super Mario, where you go through different worlds, like you just go into a whole new world, like, cool, you've got all these extra strengths, but there's other things here that you have to defeat. And there's lots more things going on. Yeah, for sure. And, and a good coach will give you tools to help you continue doing the work after you're working with them, they will make you that will help you become dependent on yourself and trust yourself and teach you skills to continue coaching yourself after you've worked with them rather than making you dependent on them. Absolutely. Yeah. This is, this is huge. Like being able to navigate through life from your sovereignty and from yourself, you're going to pick things up along the way. I've noticed from my healing journey as well. Like there is, if you'd asked me three years ago, I'd only just started yoga. You know, there's so many little things that, and the more you practice them, the more innate they become within you, the easier they are. And when they become innate, you're like, okay, great. Now I'm ready for the next. Like now I've integrated it. I fully embodied it. Like what's my next, what's my next thing I'm going to learn that's going to help me along this path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really beautiful. Amazing. Um, Before we move into speed dating and all the rest of it, is there any other thoughts that you would like to share with the listeners who are thinking about finding themselves a coach or do we cover most of it? I think we covered quite a lot. Uh, I would say take your time, find someone who aligns with you, someone who you're excited to work with and don't feel pressured to dive into anything. If someone, if you get on a call with a coach and they're like, oh, 
you can do this. Just sign up for a credit card or don't tell your spouse that you're doing it. They don't need to know because if they don't support you, then you shouldn't even be with them. Like, don't feel pressured. You never have to feel pressured. Um, and, and the right person will come along. Trust that the, the right person will come along when the time is right for you. And that's, yeah, I think that's one of the most important things is like, don't feel like you just have to dive into coaching because you want to lose weight or because you want to start a business or something like that. Find the right person for you. And coaching, coaching is so powerful. It's honestly like changed my life, changed the life of so many people. I've seen it change lives. I've experienced it, all of it. Uh, yeah, be open to it and just, and, and wait until you find the person that's right for you. Amazing. Well said. <laughs> Perfect. Then could you share with everybody, how can people find you? How can people work with you? What's going on in your world that we need to know about? Oh my gosh. So we need a whole nother episode for that. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so if you would like to learn how to become a coach, if you'd like to upgrade your coaching education, uh, you can head to createdmindacademy.com. That's where you'll find all of the information on our coach certification, which is called the Created Coach Method. Uh, we are currently in the process of um, updating. So the course is going to be uh, two levels. You'll have your associate coach level certification and professional coach certification. Um, all of the details are on creativemindacademy.com for that. And uh, yeah, you can find more information about me there. My Instagram is brookealexander.co. And I also have a podcast where I talk about coaching skills and tips and stuff like that, which is called, of course you did. And yeah, that's 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 it I think that's, it, that's think? all the, that's all the places <laughs> amazing thank you so much um like I said I'll get everything in the show notes so people can easily find you are you ready for some speed dating questions I'm so ready so ready okay question <laughs> number one is when you were little what did you want to be when you grew up a firefighter a firefighter oh my yeah. goodness yeah I know because I always I've always wanted to help people I've always wanted to help people. Like even now I'm tearing up a little bit. Like I see people who are like, I don't know, need help, ambulances, fires, I don't know, stuff like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want help. I just want to help. How can I help? Um, yeah, I wanted to be a firefighter. And then I'm five foot one. So no, <laughs> no. You could be like, I, like the cheer woman for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. A friend of mine is a firefighter and he's like, I wouldn't feel comfortable with you being a firefighter because I don't think you'd be able to carry me and all my gear out of a fire. And I'm like, you're right. No way would I be able to do that. Nope. <laughs> so you changed courses and now, now coach. <laughs> yes, now coach. And this is it. This is the one. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, our second question is, what is the most influential book you've ever read and why? <sighs> That's a good question. The most influential. Okay, there's a few. I think one that kind of got me started on my mindset, opening my mind journey was You Are a Badass and by Jensen Chero. And it's super basic. It's super basic looking back on it now. Um, but it got me in the door of being like, 
mm, my mind can do things and I can think things that I want to think with my mind. Um, so that was one of them. And then there's a book, oh man, I need to see if I can find it. So there's a book that I read, um, about a year ago on, um, financial independence. And it was basically like, I forget what it's called. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you after, but it was basically like how you can lower your cost of living to become really rich and how you don't have to keep spending all of your money and like live this really extravagant lifestyle. And then if you do that, you can retire early and have a really great lifestyle. And for me, that just opened my mind to be like, oh, I don't have to spend all of my money and buy so many things to keep up with the Joneses. Oh, okay. So that was financially kind of um, influential for me. A really good one, a quick read, but I, I recommend it. I just can't remember the name of it right now. Hmm. That sounds really interesting. I think um, when it comes to spending, I mean, we again, a lot of self-worth lies in spending and the way that we spend and spending traits. So yeah, it sounds really interesting. The final question is, how would your friends describe you in one word? Sassy. <laughs> I love the way you say it. <laughs> Sassy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably the most safer work explanation I can give. <laughs> Amazing. Ah, this was a great conversation. Thank you so much for, for coming on. And we are actually airing this podcast episode already in one week. So it's perfect for end of year. So it's perfect for fitting in with anybody's potential goals and thoughts for 2022 as well. So yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. This is a great chat. I love talking. I could talk about this for hours. So thank you for giving <laughs> me the space to talk about something I love. Amazing. See you next time.